So, I mean, we're definitely concerned about the xenophobic outbreaks. Uh, many of the refugees and asylum seekers have been affected. Many of them have been displaced, and so it's very worrying to us. So you define it very clearly and definitively as xenophobic attacks, and I do ask this based on the fact that there have been various aspects of it that have been pointed out that it's very dangerous to just clearly label it uh, xenophobic attacks, that there may be elements of there, thereof, but it's not necessarily xenophobic attacks. Yeah, I mean, I think even since the attacks that happened in Soweto, there's been a question raised as to whether it's xenophobia or whether it's criminality. And maybe there's elements of both, but what was very worrying is that most of the people being targeted are uh, foreign nationals, and so that's a concern. Mm. And what, obviously, you're in touch with uh, a lot of asylum seekers, refugees in this country. What is the feedback that you're getting because other people are raising concerns that it may spread to other parts of the country? Is this what they are telling you as well. Yeah, I mean, we have many refugees contacting us and telling us that they, they are basically uh, living in fear. Um, we had one foreign national in the Western Cape t- who was a doctor working in a public hospital tell us that even he was afraid to go to work. So it's not just the people who are directly affected by the violence, but there's a genuine fear amongst many of the refugees that they could also be a potential target. Mm. Now, you point to the incidents at Soweto, but there were such incidents that were reported in parts of the country in 2008. And I will go back again to the tools that are available for us to tackle this problem. What were the talks that you had then and what solutions did you proffer? Yeah, I mean, I think the situation is very complex, and that's why I think it's very difficult for for it to be addressed. It's not just a, a simple issue. Um, so that's why I think um, even though the main ones, we, like you mentioned, were in 2008, there have been continuous attacks even, uh, even since then. Like we know in 2011, for example, there were over uh, 100 Somalis who were killed in their shops. So I think some of the things that we've been calling for and also trying to do and support um, with the real resources that we have is to do more on public education and outreach to try to have community dialogues where some of the issues and concerns can be raised. Um, But it will take a concerted effort not only by UN agencies but also by civil society together with government to really try and tackle the issue head on. So for you to be able to do that, you need to accurately diagnose the problem. Am I correct? Um, yeah, I mean, there's a many root causes, and there's been a lot of research that's been done on this since, you know, since 2008 and even before on some of the challenges that are faced. Um, but it's, it's like we mentioned before, it's socioeconomic, it's issues with poverty, it's issues with uh, uh, access to employment, and it's very complex. Now, what I, 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 I've been told and from what I've seen, there have been such incidents that have been reported around the world, countries that are develop- in, in the development phase, in transition, that uh, foreigners tend to be easier targets because of the battle for socioeconomic resources. So is this a problem that you would say is peculiar to South Africa or you've seen this in other countries around the world as well? 
No, absolutely. We have seen it in many countries around the world. I mean, you can even see, for example, in Europe and how they're now receiving Syrian refugees. So I think it's very easy to try and target uh, refugees or foreigners as being the problem, but it's not necessarily by attacking them that you're going to come to a solution. These things to be looked at in a different different way. Um, so it's absolutely not unique to South Africa. It happens all around the world, and it's a challenge that we face in many countries as well. So how what, what support do you give them? And um, you mentioned that you've received complaints or concerns from people who say they don't feel very safe in the communities that they're living in. And we understand, according to the meeting with government and diplomats, that some are saying they want to be repatriated back to their respective countries. Are you going to lend a hand there as well? Well, you know, first of all, we need to look at exactly how solutions for refugees are. UNHCR, we work with refugees and asylum seekers, and we also try to find solutions. And there are three main solutions, and one of them being voluntary repatriation, which there are, um, according to the 1951 Convention and all kinds of guidelines that govern that. So for us right now, we are not planning to assist anybody to to return home, um, especially the Somalis, because right now the situation in Somalia is not conducive to return. But that said, if any individual person wants to return home, then of course they're free to do so.